It's Friday, the 6th of January, 2023. The last word in podcasting news. This is the Pod News Weekly Review with James Cridlin and Sam Sethi. I'm James Cridden, the editor of Pod News. And I'm Sam Sethi, the host of Sam Talks Technology. In the chapters today, PRX adds value for value using web monetization. Spotify says its road to profitability is video. And OP3 starts testing a new stats page. This podcast is sponsored and hosted by Buzzsprout. Last week, 2,728 people started a podcast with Buzzsprout. Podcast hosting made easy with powerful tools, remarkable customer support, and something new and exciting. Exciting coming later this month. From your daily newsletter, the Pod News Weekly Review. But first, this week's episode is all about, I have to say it, James, show me the money. I think uh, Tom Cruise is going to make a guest appearance in this week's show. Nice. Congratulations, you're still my agent. You had a story about PRX uh, have launched Value for Value micropayments, which all sounds very good. And they're doing that using the value tag, which sounds even better. So far, so good. But they're using something else. They're not using lightning payments. They're using something called a web monetization payments. Tell me more, James. So uh, value for value, right? If you listen to this podcast using a podcast app like Fountain or like Podverse, then you can uh, automatically share a very small amount of money. It's uh, Bitcoin in this particular case, but a very small amount of money through your uh, app. And that's all lovely. And you can also do additional things like send us boosts or send us um, you know, additional uh, money in that way. Um, now, what PRX have uh, launched is they've launched something um, uh, uh, like value for value. It uses the same podcast value tag, um, but it's not using Bitcoin. It's using something else, a web monetization. Well, they call it a W3C web monetization payment standard. Um, which is um, slightly over-egging the pudding there. It's not really a standard. It's just one company that wants to make it a standard and they plan to send it in to the W3C. But anyway, and the idea is that uh, as you listen to a podcast, then uh, it ends up sending you um, some money. And in this case, uh, it could be any money. It could be Bitcoin, but it could also be Australian dollars or US dollars or whatever it is that you actually want it to. A few downsides in it um, at the moment it, uh, you can't, um, as a listener, work out exactly how much money you want to uh, spend on a podcast. It's just a amount which has been set by the web monetization system. Uh, you also can't send boosts either, which is no good, really. So, um, but, you know, early days. And it's interesting seeing a different company using the podcast value tag. Well, the first thing to note is the value tag is agnostic. It doesn't have to be bitcoin uh, it can as you say be anything so that's holding up well for podcast index 2.0 but i went and opened up mm. an upload bank account which actually was pretty easy to do it was all online fairly quick a bit of uh, local documentation as you would expect from a bank account and then i included this plugin called coil and this is where it all went a little bit pete tong um <laughs> I started with uh, Coil. I went, okay. And then it wants $5 a month uh, for me to be a member Mm. of Coil. And then, as you said, James, it will decide, not me um, or the host, but they will decide how much of my monthly subscription will be paid out 
to the content creator. So guess what? I didn't sign up for a subscription per month of $5. So I don't know how that works too much. The other thing they do, which I think is slightly, um, yeah, it's fairly standard, but it hasn't moved the needle forward too much, is they use a meta header tag to allow you to put in a pointer to your wallet, to your um, web monetization wallet, which is similar to what Olby do. But as a podcast app developer, this doesn't give me the control that I need in terms of determining what podcast is being paid when and how. So it's very early days, but uh, yeah, an interesting step forward. Yeah, so the way the the meta tag is because this system also works for websites and it's really meant for websites. So the idea is that you go, if you spend um, 40 minutes on the Pod News website and you happen to have uh, coil on that, then I get a percentage of the money that you have. Um, so, uh, and you might remember uh, a lawfully long time ago, the guy that uh, used to run Pirate Bay, Peter Sunder. Uh, who is a very nice uh, man from one of the Nordic countries. I don't want to um, uh, embarrass myself by saying the wrong Nordic country. I think from Sweden. Um, But uh, there you go. I've just embarrassed myself. Anyway, Peter Sunder um, had this uh, idea that was quite similar. And basically, when you went to the websites that you had um, decided that you wanted to support, it would um, basically take your monthly subscription and split it up and send it to the different websites that you had spent um, time on, which kind of all makes sense. Um, But of course, it works in a slightly different way in terms of podcasting. And one of the the small problems with the way that PRX have done this is they've got their PRX uh, embedded player so that the PRX embedded player understands where the money should go and understands all of that stuff, but it only works in the foreground. So if you start listening to this very podcast, for example, and then you you uh, open a different window and start um, doing other things while you listen, then we don't get to see any of that money anymore. So that's a bit of a major problem that they need to fix. Um, yes, and of course, it's not fast. yet in any podcast uh, apps. But I have to say, I think if... Um, you know, as this uh, new technology matures and as they add the missing bits, I think that it's certainly a good and interesting alternative to where, you know, we're currently using um, Bitcoin and SATs and Bitcoin and SATs scare people. Uh, and so perhaps this is a different alternative, but um, I think there's still an awful lot of um, hard work to do in order to get it up to that, though. Yeah, if you want to find out or read more about it yourself, you can go to webmonetization.org. That is with a Z or a Z rather than an S, which is the way I would spell it. But webmonetization.org is where you can find out more about it. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out was um, our friend Oscar at Fountain posted a little bit of data. Um, more than $16,000 has been sent to podcasters and over 6.7 million transactions using Fountain, using value for value, Bitcoin sats. So yeah, it is working. Um, yeah. And there's more granular control with the current model because you can actually... Uh, choose how much you want to 
pay in terms of sats to which host uh, you're not determined to buy coil in this case as to what's paid out to who and when yeah indeed and um, and of course um, the current uh, sats also deals with splits which the new version doesn't yet but the new version could so I think it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting watching what happens but very exciting that PRX who's one of the very big podcasters is um, fiddling around with value for value they have made the fatal error of using the word tipping in the middle of their documentation about it which of course it is not uh, we don't like that word tipping means five cents or ten cents um, value for value means um, a considerable amount more and in fact when I was listening to the podcasting 2.0 podcast recently I've heard people who've given the equivalent of 25 or 50 dollars um, that's not a tip that's a sensible amount that's a sensible wadge of money um, so uh, yeah but uh, yes and if you uh, do sign up to coil uh, then visit the pod news website and click around on there because we've supported web monetization there since November 2020 uh, and uh, you will find um, that uh, we will happily uh, take your money uh, and stick it into our uphold bank account that I've had for some time. I used to hold all of my Bitcoin in there. I, I now hold it all in my umbral um, oh, because okay. uh, I am that mad. But uh, yeah. Let's just take a quick break. Welcome to High Street Matters, a regular podcast from Byra, the British Independent Retailers Association. My name's Steve Dyson, and I'm a journalist who's interviewing top business owners and experts here at Byra about issues which impact independent retailers today. We'll be talking to a cross-section of our members from around the UK, from single retail outlets to small chains, and from large department stores to leisure and hospitality. We plan to provide top tips to help businesses stay ahead of the retail curve. High Street Matters. Thanks for listening. So there we go. The one thing I noticed with the Uphold Bank account, there were no uh, fees or charges for the transactions. Indeed, although I do have to tell you, as a user of Uphold for some time, they do have a fee. Um, It's sort of relatively hidden away. But if if you try and grab, for example, your Bitcoin and you try and... Or, for example, what I was doing is I was converting a bunch of ETH to Bitcoin... Um, and they wouldn't allow me to convert, I think, $50 worth of ETH over to Bitcoin without charging me a fee. But if I was um, converting more than $150 worth of uh, ETH over to Bitcoin, then that was free. So right. they clearly want the, um, the, the, the volume going on. But uh, yeah, it was really interesting having a play with that. We should also mention that our friends at Castapod um, have been supporting both web monetization and Lightning Network, so for SATs, uh, for some time as well. Yes, they have. Uh, Le Poésie d'Eloise, uh, well which I probably pronounced entirely incorrectly. Anyway, they support both web monetization and Lightning in their RSS feed, uh, and so does the Pod News Daily as well. So if you listen to the Pod News Daily uh, for all of three minutes, then we will get all of three minutes worth of the web monetization. I don't expect to get rich anytime soon. So there you go. Have a little play if you fancy it. Uh, It's not for the faint-hearted.
Now, moving on, talking about show me the money this week, uh, it seems that someone's put their RSS feed up for sale and sold it for $18,000, James. Who is shameless acquisition target? Yes, well, this uh, the, the entire point of this show by Laura Mayer was to basically make a great podcast that somebody would come along and buy because she had seen so many of her friends doing exactly that. Uh, it's reached the end of that particular uh, season. Um, the final show included Ira Glass. It was a musical version. It's a very good podcast if you've not heard it. Uh, it goes into a lot of detail about how the podcast industry works. And Gilded Audio sent me a very excited um, uh, statement, which was all about how incredibly supportive they were of Laura Mayer sharing their perspective. And they have bought the RSS feed. They haven't bought the podcast, in- interestingly. They've just bought the RSS feed. They uh, bought that for $18,000. And uh, Andy Chug, who's the managing director of Gilded Audio, was very excited and sent me a picture of the the company's logo made out of cheese for some reason. Didn't really explain that. But nevertheless, it was quite nice to see. Um, So, uh, yes, so it's a good podcast to have a listen to. And somebody buying an RSS feed for $18,000 so that presumably they can promote their own stuff in there uh, until people unsubscribe from it was uh, an interesting thing to end up seeing. It's not the only amount of money that's happened this week in terms of podcasting, uh, because there's a uh, set of people uh, called um, Four Years Later, the people behind the Four Years Later podcast. They have posted how much they earned from their podcast this year on an Instagram post, and it turns out that they lost $327. It goes to to show you guys actually have a passion for it and aren't just chasing dollars, said one commenter on that Instagram post. Uh, so not everybody is earning a huge amount of cash. No, but at least they were honest enough to tell us what had gone on. Most people just fake it until they make it. But uh, yeah, good, good on the night. Now, uh, somebody's still trying to make a lot more money than $327 or lose more than $327 is Podcast One. They've put a filing, an S1 filing, James. Tell me more. Yeah, so uh, an S1 filing is basically when you want to trade yourself as a separate company. So it's owned currently by Live One, but on January the 16th, it will become a separate company. It wants the symbol PODC on on the NASDAQ, which it will probably get. Um, And the filing is a good read if you um, want to learn more about the podcast industry in general, actually, just because it's got lots of market data in there. It's got lots of good news, as you would expect, um, since it's a filing for a new company um, being uh, spun out of uh, Live One. But um, my suspicion is that Live One, it's an events company. It's not made very much money over the last couple of years. Because uh, there's been some form of pandemic, Sam. I don't know whether you've heard about that in the UK. Passed us over. No, exactly. But uh, Podcast One has done uh, quite well. And uh, when you read it, you do re- you do see that there's uh, stuff in there around the fact that they own their own content management system and they're able to do stuff with their uh, content management system that other people can't. Um, and uh, there's quite an interesting story in there. So, um, yeah, um, good luck to Podcast One that gets onto the NASDAQ on January the 16th. Will it get onto the NASDAQ, though? I wonder who's underwriting it. That'll be interesting. I, I need to look at that. Um, as I understand it, they... Will, um, the way that it is working is that Live One itself is um, basically splitting uh, some of its shares into Podcast One. So it's basically splitting into two. So as I understand it, it, it it's a done deal. It is going to happen. 
Um, but um, you know, we shall we shall wait and see. It's going to happen at some point next week, isn't it? Well, I'm sure you'll cover it on Pod News Daily when that happens. Indeed, Ashley Carmen uh, just wrote a post yesterday, I believe, in Bloomberg called "The Great Podcasting Market Correction." She's not happy, or she's reporting that the industry is not very happy that a lot of the market value disappeared from some of the bigger companies last year. Um, Nick. Uh, Hilton was also very negative about it, saying that it was the end of podcasting in 2022. Um, No surprise there. But uh, with hiring freezes, upfront payments and fewer acquisitions, the podcasting boom, she says, is feeling like a thing of the past. Well, that's interesting because also Yahoo Finance started to dig into Spotify's business model. And they wrote a post called They've Gone Too Far, how Spotify dug a giant hole and how it can dig itself out. I had a little look at that and it's not great reading for Spotify. Uh, Its market cap in 2021 was 69 billion. It's now roughly 70% down and its current market cap is 15 billion. Um, They're trying to say that the Spotify business plan to do podcasting is um, a growth area. Um, Even Dawn Ostroff, who was interviewed in Variety, said that uh, she says it's Spotify's future to profitability is video and they are in investment mode. Um, Adam Curry was less than uh, uh, complimentary about what Dawn Ostroff said. But what do you think, James? Where is the market and where is Spotify? The piece was um, basically a good pricey of, you know, job losses at Acast, uh, hiring freezes at Spotify and at Amazon. Amazon, apparently, according to this um, uh, article, have reversed out of a deal with Pushkin Industries. They were going to uh, spend $10 million with Pushkin Industries, but they then came back and they said, actually, we've been told that we don't have that much money anymore. Uh, and Pushkin Industries were a bit upset, as you can imagine, because they thought that they had a done deal. So um, that's a, a, a very interesting piece of, uh, of, of uh, scuttlebutt on there. Um, I, I should also point out that um, Magellan AI, who are currently sponsoring the Pod News Daily, they, um, they gave her a quote which basically said, we're seeing more money being put into podcast advertising. We don't think that there's a problem here yet. Um, so I think that that's, <laughs> you know, worthwhile bearing in mind. I think, you know, the advertising market is certainly softening, is, is uh, the phrase. Um, and uh, I think we should uh, bear that in mind. But I think, you know, quite a lot of this is two things. It's the market um, had a pretty bad year overall last year, and it wasn't just um, podcast companies, it was everyone. So I think you've got that on one side. Uh, you've got the other side that, um, you know, stock analysts now want you to be making profit, now don't want you to be investing for the future. So you've got that kind of side in there as well. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm not too concerned. I think Spotify has problems, but I'm not too concerned for the overall market. I think the overall market is still in pretty good health. Um, but, you know, uh, interesting to see, you know, Bloomberg essentially saying what the... Uh, what the financial people are saying. Well, can I just remind everyone, I still own the website URL, Spotflix, so when that merger happens, .com, Daniel's obviously going to have to come to me pay me lots of money for their new website URL. You do, although I, I did go to spotflix.com and uh, and it says that it's up for sale, so um, you should be, well, you yeah, should be forwarding no, that it, somewhere. It, <laughs> no, it is up for sale. I, I, you know, I'm very open to the fact, you know. <laughs> 
In you come, Daniel, you know, there before you, you lose all the capital value that you've got. Well, Dawn, now, if you're um, listening, you, you, know, you know who owns that <laughs> domain name then, don't you? But they have been busy. Look, let's, let's not totally bash Spotify. They have been doing some good things as well. They have, with um, their platform, thanks to Chris Messina pointing out, um, been updating Spotify with video, Q&A, pinned replies, polls. Yeah. Um, if you want to see all of that working in one place, go and have a look at um, Call Her Daddy, the podcast. Do I have to? But it's interesting. You have got the video element in there that, you know, Dawn Ostroff was saying. My question to you, James, is will they roll that out to every podcast on the platform or will it just remain in their top 5% exclusives? No, so my understanding from the recent uh, announcements that they've been making is that, uh, yeah, the uh, polls and um, uh, Q&A and all of that kind of stuff is going to be available to anyone that hosts with Spotify. Um, But of course, it's only going to be available on the Spotify platform, because why would they do anything that helps anybody else? Um, So um, they're certainly doing that. They're doing their own proprietary thing, of course. Um, And you can do most of this, most of this on the uh, on the podcast index uh, in terms of uh, the stuff that uh, Spotify is doing. But of course, Spotify isn't supporting any of that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, you can use the alternative enclosure. So you could take, you know, different um, streaming qualities yeah, or so video. That would be good for video. Yeah, yep, indeed. And you've also got the medium tag. Yes, and, and uh, the medium tag will also help. Um, uh, so you can put uh, music in there. I can understand why Spotify doesn't necessarily want to ingest music through RSS feeds, because that um, would uh, really confuse the current system that they've got. Um, but certainly in terms of all alternate enclosures, um, we don't have things like polls in the new podcast namespace, um, but uh, there's probably no reason why uh, polls wouldn't be a thing if uh, more people wanted them. Um, uh, uh, you know things like um, you know things like uh, transcripts as well. You know clearly we've got those in the new podcast namespace as well. But Spotify isn't bothering ingesting those and is creating their own rubbish ones. So I I guess you know it's uh, Spotify doing as Spotify always does. Yeah. Well, you know again the end user. The question I would really apply does the end user, my daughter, as an example, that teenager, really care? I mean that's the problem. You know, at the end of the day, we might care, you know, but does the end user care if it all works and they don't need to understand the underlying technology? So uh, it'll be interesting to see the take up. Other companies in this space, though, worth looking at. Disctopia now supports video podcasts as well. I did try and find them, couldn't find them, but they say they do support them. Yeah, they support them now so you can actually upload your own video podcast into the the platform and it will serve it rather than coming from somewhere else, which kind of makes sense. And Spotify have also done something which is pretty cool. Nick Ivanov, founder of Vizzy, friend of the show, uh, discovered that there was a new chapters section in an episode page now. And um, there's a really nice player which is rolling out. Uh, It's rolled out to my Android phone, hasn't rolled out to my iPhone yet, um, but uh, rolled out to his, which shows all of the chapters in a podcast. Now, if we leave enough space this week, um, Sam, in our chapter notes, 
then I might see if I can add our chapters in there in the format that um, Spotify wants them. Because guess what? They don't use chapters in the ID3 tags. They don't use chapters in the podcast uh, namespace JSON file. They use chapters as YouTube does, which is essentially a set of timestamps in the description field, um, which is a little bit annoying, but at least they're kind of supporting them now. Um, So perhaps there's a future. And I'm you know, I would expect clever podcast companies and, uh, you know, Buzzsprout is, is a clever podcast company, but clever podcast companies that already support chapters in other formats, you will, you could kind of see them saying, is this Spotify asking for this RSS feed? If it is, then let's put these chapter timestamps the way that Spotify wants them so that they will appear in the uh, Spotify um uh, you know, chapter uh, interface. Perhaps that's something that Buzzsprout might end up doing. It's just a case of just serving a slightly different RSS feed to the Spotify client. But perhaps that's what Spotify wants us to do um, so that we uh, ruin uh, RSS even more. So uh, who knows quite what the plan is there. My brain's just died. What's Justin's company? Uh, Transistor. Didn't they do this with your support to change things? Exactly right. Uh, Transistor said that they were taking chapters that people had produced and producing those in a correct format for the YouTube uh, timestamps. And I said, you know, if you put those in brackets, they'll also work for Spotify. And um, so now they work on Spotify as well. Um, So, uh, yeah, so um, I would imagine that other podcast platforms uh, will be wanting to jump onto that because that would kind of make sense. And you see Justin ahead of the curve. Now, Spotify, just to finish off with what they've been up to, um, it seems Anchor isn't dead so you know the company was responsible it seems for a bit of a market share increase over the last six months to 22.3 percent so james i thought they were dying it was disappearing it seems to have revived well they um this is the first increase that they've seen since june and this is market share of all new episodes um now uh, last month was a weird month because it was december and there were lots of people that weren't there in uh the last couple of weeks of December as lots of, um, you know, more uh, corporate podcasts take holidays and things. So I think what this is basically telling us isn't that Anchor is getting bigger. I think it's basically telling us that uh, none of the big corporate podcasters bother to produce any podcasts um, in the last couple of weeks of the year. I think that's really what it's saying. Um, the uh, the rest of those, I mean, the number of total new episodes, for example, dropped by 7.8% last month. So I think that that does show that it's just a different market um, in December. Uh, Buzzsprout's market share dropped ever so slightly, but the company is still easily number two, 8.6% of all new episodes. Uh, so that is a good thing. So hurrah for Buzzsprout. Indeed. Now, James, Um, Moving on, let's talk about Apple for a second. Uh, What does Apple know about you? (laughs) Quite a lot, but nowhere near as much as Google, it turns out. So I did a... Uh, so firstly, you can request your data from Apple um, by there's a, a arcane form that you can find on the Apple website. And that, I think, because of European legislation, allows you to download absolutely everything that Apple knows about you, all of the data. And it's fascinating stuff. And I wrote a blog post on my personal blog um, at Medium 
uh, all about that. I'm moving my personal blog over to my actual personal website soon as well. Um, but anyway, I wrote a long blog post about that, and um, it turns out that Apple know quite a lot. But there was one thing which I thought was really interesting. There's a document called Podcasts Play State, and that shows you what podcasts you have listened to uh, on Apple Podcasts. And there's another one which I think is called Your Podcasts, which is all of the podcasts that you have subscribed to. So I thought, oh, well, I wonder whether this would help telling us how many podcasts have been listened to on Apple Podcasts um, in comparison to how many podcasts have been downloaded. Because if you remember, we've always had this, you know, this long argument that Apple Podcasts automatically downloads shows and not all of those shows are listened to. So I thought, well, I wonder if I can find someone who uses Apple Podcasts as their daily podcast app. Would they be willing to share their podcast's PlayState file with me? And I found somebody who was. And so I combed through their data, combed through the data of the shows that they were subscribed to, and ended up finding that um, of the shows that he was subscribed to, which is therefore all of the shows that um, would automatically download, assuming that he turned that feature on, he had listened to 78% of those episodes, which means that he didn't listen to 22% of all of those episodes that had automatically downloaded or could have automatically downloaded, which is really the kind of figure that we always thought was the case. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, just taking a look and going, here's another data point. We know that about 20% of all podcasts downloaded by Apple Podcasts are never played. And there's another data point showing that kind of figure once more. So, uh, yeah, that was a really interesting piece of uh, data excavation. And then I went to ask Google all of the information that Google had on me. And I discover that Google has every single Google web search that I have ever made since 2007. Every single one. Oh, um, That's in a massive, great big, <laughs> deliberately obfuscated HTML file. So you can't actually do much work on it without doing an awful lot of regex and, you know, fiddling around with it. Well done, Google. Can't think why you've done that. Um, there's also another thing, which is, you know, uh, all of the podcasts you've listened to on Google Podcasts, for which uh, almost everybody will have <laughs> less than less than zero in there. Um, but uh, the best one, uh, Sam, was I've got Google speakers uh, throughout the house. And what your Google data includes is everything that you have ever asked your Google speakers for, including an MP3 file of you asking. So the actual recording. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Hey, Google, set a timer for 10 minutes. So it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, you know, I was kind of expecting all of this stuff. And of course, all of my location data from 2007, but only because I've specifically asked Google to keep that because um, I, I quite like that. But um, yeah, the amount of data that Google has on you is incredible. The amount of data that Apple at least Apple sent to me, uh, was much, much, much less and much more benign. So, um, yeah, it's true what they say about Apple being better for your privacy than uh, Google. But uh, goodness, the amount of data that Google had was quite something. Mm. It does make you wonder. Now, moving moving on before we, before we get into deep water about what's in those Google searches, let's move on to Adobe Podcasts. Uh, they've got a beta out that 
you talked about in uh, December 2021. Yeah. Um, it was called Project Shasta. Tell me more, but they've been updating it now. It's in beta and it's called Adobe Podcast. It is. Um, and it looks quite exciting. Podcast.adobe.com if you want to have a play. It's got um, a number of different things on there. It's got um, a uh, piece of technology which will um, smarten up your audio so if you've got something that sounds all echoey or has some some hissing behind it, it then it will automatically tidy that audio up for you uh, which anybody can use but if you are a current um, customer of Adobe's then you can use uh, you can apply to use Adobe Podcast which seems to offer basically a mix of Descript so edit words not waveforms a mix of Squadcast, so remote recording, and a mix of that Orphonic-like uh, AI-powered audio cleanup and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, they appear to be doing some quite nice stuff. Uh, Matt Medeiros, friend of the show from Castos, uh, he gave it uh, a full review um, over the holiday period on uh, YouTube. And, um, yeah, so Adobe very much um, jumping into the world of audio editing for podcasts, which, as we know, is very different to audio editing for music, like Adobe Audition and those sorts of, of uh, services that it, it already offers. So, fast to see. I tend to stay away from Adobe products because they are generally overly complex, aka Photoshop. Um, I prefer things like Canva. So I think I'll go and have a look at Matt's video, but uh, personally, probably not going to be for me. Yeah, I, th I, th I think Matt's video actually basically says that it's really, really basic and it's almost too basic at the moment. Um, Descript is more complicated than this service is. Um, but that may be just because it's still being built um, and it's being built in the open. But uh, yeah, it's uh, worthwhile taking a peek at. Now, James, when's a podcast not a podcast? Well, let me give you the answer. It's when Donald Trump Jr. produces one. It seems the eldest child of the former US president has signed a seven-figure deal to make an exclusive he calls podcast on Rumble, which is really a video service. It will be live but it's not available through an RSS feed. So is it a podcast, James? No, it's not. Short but sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's from Donald Trump Jr. I have already given this more oxygen than I wish to give it, basically. <laughs> I think we should start to make podcasts a bit like champagne. If it's not got RSS in, you can't use the word podcast. Well, yes, you could uh, you could certainly say that. I mean, I think that, that uh, you know, there are shows which are podcast-like. Some of the shows in um, that are uh, uh, in Spotify uh, and that are Spotify exclusives are podcast-like. But when you're producing what is essentially a live TV show and then you're calling it a podcast, I, I think... Um, I think you're skating on dangerous ground there. Um, but anybody anybody from the Trump family is welcome to skate on as dangerous a ground as they like. <laughs> a little bit of politics there. Moving on. Um, in people news, James, what's been happening? Yes, yeah, so there was a little bit of people news over the holiday period. Lex Friedman is moving on from his role at Amazon and Wondery, and he's going to become a full-time consultant at Lex Friedman Consulting. He's written a long piece about that. And... Paul Rietzmandel has left his role as Senior Director of Insights at Sirius XM. He's a fellow radio junkie. He's worked for the company for nearly nine years, and he says exciting new things 
start on January the 2nd. Now, he has my email address, but he hasn't told me what those exciting new things are. So looking forward to finding out what those exciting new things are. Uh, If you're looking for a job, Pod News has podcasting jobs across the industry and across the world. They're free to post as well. It'll just take you two minutes. Podnews.net slash jobs. The tech stuff stuff. on the Pod News Weekly Review. Yes, it's the stuff you'll find every Monday in the Pod News newsletter. Here's where we do all of the uh, tech talk. I've got something you haven't, Sam. Oh, there's a lot of things. That's a very broad (laughs) statement. Go on then, James. What have you got that I haven't? I've got a top secret link for the Pod News Daily on OP3, on the Open Podcast Analytics platform. Oh, did Santa send that to you, or was that John Spurlock? It was John Spurlock, the man himself, and uh, he is uh, clearly putting the finishing touches on a very, very smart piece of uh, tech, which is essentially taking all of the data that he has been collecting uh, in the uh, OP3 data uh, and uh, showing that basically on a uh, very fancy looking uh, page, which is very John Spurlock. It's all dark and mysterious and exciting, but it tells me how many uh, people have downloaded my podcast, The Unique Audience, which I've never been able to calculate before, 44,879 last month. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, total amount of downloads, um, where the downloads are coming from. Uh, there's uh, all manner of other things in there as well. Uh, so it's very, very cool. I know he's still working on it because every single time I come back to it, it looks slightly different. Um, but all of the data is in there and uh, very cool. So well worth looking out for this when it uh, appears. Um, and uh, I know that some of this is going to be freely available via APIs and some of this is not going to be freely available via APIs, but there is a lot of hard work which has um, gone into this. So, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. Mm. Do we have a... Uh, expected ETA for the uh, public release? We don't. No, there's no expected. Yeah, oh. uh, there's no expected ETA quite yet. I think it's when it'll be ready. I mean, I have to say, it looks ready now. Um, there's uh, a couple of bugs that I have been pointing out, and a couple of. Um, you, you, you know what I'm like, a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, you may, maybe you might want to format the date this way, <laughs> North American, uh, and all this kind of uh, stuff. So yeah, so that, that kind of work has been, uh, has been going on for the last um, uh, few weeks. He's basically making sure that it is as reliable and as uh, accurate as he possibly can. Um, so that's really exciting. One thing that came out of this data, which I've seen in my own data as well, um, is that the Pod News Daily podcast seems to do incredibly well in Indonesia for some reason. That's the number one country by far. Um, and I do not understand why. It looks to be something to do with um, Google News, but I don't really understand why it would be that high. Uh, so if you're listening in Indonesia and you listen to the Pod News Daily, I would love to know how and why. Um, please do send me an email, editor at podnews.net, um, because, um, yes, it's really weird, but it looks absolutely standard, you know, good traffic 
comes from a lot of different um, ISPs. So, uh, yeah, so really interesting seeing that. Mm. Now, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Todd Cochran, he's been posting that we are 95% complete at Blueberry for our new dashboard for customers. Uh, he's adding a pile of podcasting 2.0 tags and features. We will release this in the new year when we have finished testing. Value for Value is almost ready. So uh, from a man who didn't want to get on board with the podcast index 2.0 probably a year ago to someone who's now an evangelist. He's really pushing the boat out there, James. Indeed, and he'll be at PodFest later on uh, this month, and he will be talking about value for value, uh, which is very exciting. So uh, great to uh, hear that he's been accepted for that too. So yeah, uh, Blueberry really jumping in. So as Libsyn couldn't be bothered, Blueberry jumps in and are really working on uh, work on their podcasting 2.0 stuff. Of course, Buzzsprout has supported various uh, podcasting 2.0 tags for uh, some time as well. So really interesting seeing that. So congratulations to Todd. Now, talking of tags, we talked a little bit about the proprietary transcripts within Spotify, the lack of transcripts within Apple. Uh, but Dan Barnett has been evaluating 15 different tools uh, that do transcripts from Microsoft Word to Otter AI. Did you have a look at any of his uh, findings? Yeah, so I've always been keen and, and interested in understanding what it is that I should be doing in terms of uh, transcripts and how to get transcripts onto the Pod News Daily, which is a uh, very, um, you know, Im- uh, important to get that done very, very quickly. So I can't fiddle around with all kinds of uh, things. So, uh, yeah, it was good to read uh, a couple of things on uh, Dan's uh, website um, about those uh, tools that he's worked on so far. Uh, I, I then went to read a really good post on Reddit um, from somebody called Omer X Man or Omerk's man. Anyway, he posted in the podcasting subreddit um, about how to use OpenAI's Whisper technology, um, which um, it now appears is really easy to install onto your computer. So as a direct result from doing that, I worked out how to do it. So if you listen now to the Pod News Daily um, in your favorite podcast app that supports transcripts, then you will now see transcripts appear. Uh, I'm now sticking those into the feed in SRT and VTT and TXT format. Uh, so if you're using Podverse uh, or you're using uh, Castomatic or other of these uh, things, then, uh, yeah, you now get transcripts for that show as well as this one because Buzzsprout supports SRTs as well. So thank you to them for doing that. Uh, so, yeah, really cool. So um, uh, it's been uh, quite fun uh, understanding how transcripts work and understanding how I can speed them up without them hopefully not looking too rubbish. Does this mean that all podcasters could do this themselves quite easily or does this mean we could run a service say on aws with open ai um i'm sure that you could run something on aws um that would do this the problem is that you need to put the transcripts into your rss feed it's not quite as easy as it could be unfortunately um to offer a service which is you know a free a free transcript um you know thing um, but you know, I, I mean, I think that they're getting they're getting there in terms of uh, 
in terms of that. But uh, yeah, you really do still need to host your own podcast if you're going to be doing this this uh, this uh, kind of thing, or be with a company like uh, Buzzsprout, which lets you upload an SRT file yourself. What was the accuracy like? I mean, compared to what you've seen before. I um, mean, now you've done it for your own podcast. Yeah, the accuracy. Um, so there are a number of different voice models that you can use, and one of them is a very small voice model, which is quite quick. Um, and one of them is a much larger voice model, which is much, much slower. I mean, it was taking a three-minute version of the Pod News Daily, and it was taking 20 minutes to go through it. Now, that was really accurate, like properly accurate, very, very well done. Um, the tiny uh, model, the much smaller model, um, is a little bit less accurate, but not by much. It's still about 95% accurate. It's as good as the as the 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 descript um, you know transcription is so uh, yeah I've I've been super impressed um, and it just it, it, and it just sits there and produces the files within a couple of minutes so it's a really good thing and completely free and open which is amazing mm. we should remind everyone of course that uh, Descript got fifty million dollars from the OpenAI Foundation so uh, mm. I wonder whether they'll be integrating Whisper into Descript in the future. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Castos customers can now easily toggle an automatic YouTube republishing in the growth plan. So I thought that was quite interesting that they've moved into taking the podcast a bit like Headliner and pushing it out to YouTube. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. So congratulations to Castos for that. Uh, Any pod is interesting. It's a search engine for your podcast. It uses semantic search to delve deep into content, but it's uh, worth um, a look in case you've got a big podcast that you want to have a look at and see if you can uh, produce a good search engine for it to anypod.ai. Uh, there's also a new service called Dub, D-U-B-B, which promises to generate a marketing kit for your podcast in minutes that uses um, AI as well and it basically um, pulls your transcripts and uh, writes uh, articles based on what your transcript says and various other things so that's uh, pretty cool Uh, and RSS Blue is um, the latest company to now remove emails from your podcast feed if you want it to um, which is a good thing so uh, hooray no more um, no more spam if you're with uh, RSS Blue quick question for you did you remove our email manually from the RSS feed or was that a Buzzsprout field that you did that from? Uh, no. So what Buzzsprout does is that they automatically take your uh, email address out of podcast feeds. You can put it back though. So you can put it back for up to, up to 24 hours. You you just click a button to say, um, uh, if, so if you're trying to uh, claim your podcast in Spotify, for example, or you're trying to claim your podcast in Google Podcasts, then there's a button that Buzzsprout have, which allows you to put it back in there um, until Spotify or Google have done their thing, and then and then it gets whisked back out again. So it's uh, quite a mm. neat little system. Moving on then, there's Tech Corner. Let's look at some events around the world. You talked briefly, James, about PodFest Expo, which is on the 26th of January in Orlando. I won't be going. Will you? Uh, I won't be going either, um, unfortunately, um, but uh, it should be pretty good. There are lots of people who I know are going. Um, it's, uh, it's just incredibly expensive. 
expensive to fly anywhere at the moment so I'm uh, keeping things dry until um, until March in La- Las Vegas but yes that's going on in Orlando in Florida uh, Chris Kremitzos uh, was on the new media show um, just between Christmas and the new year it's worth a listen um, he's done some very clever outreach um, for the event as well including a event in Toronto which was just done in a Tim Hortons uh, which seems a very strange place <laughs> to do that. So congratulations to him. Podcast Movement Evolutions is um, when I'm next uh, travelling, 6th to the 10th of March in Las Vegas. You're coming too, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yes, they've they've just announced the second set of confirmed speakers for the event, uh, which should be good. So what day are you speaking? Uh, I uh, That is yet to be confirmed. And in fact, I'm not in their list of confirmed speakers. So as an exclusive, I, I am a speaker, but clearly not yet confirmed. Um, but uh, I think I know when I'm going to speak, but I don't necessarily uh, want to jinx it. Um, but of course, I, I need to um, uh, get the data together of what it is I'm going to speak about which will be probably an important thing too. I will be speaking as well, but I haven't, I'm not going to tell you about what yet. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now, moving on, somewhere uh, else that you're going to be is in Prague. Yes, somewhere else I'm going to be is in, uh, well, actually, I'm going to Prague at the end of March, Radio Days Europe. It's the meeting point for radio, podcast and audio. There's a podcast summit on the Sunday, which I'm speaking at, uh, as well as the main uh, conference on Monday and Tuesday. Yes, it's lots about radio, but there's also lots about podcasting as well, if you fancy a trip to uh, Prague. Um, also in uh, April, I'm going to the New Zealand Podcast Summit, which should be nice. Um, and in May, the podcast show in London, uh, returning May 24th to the 25th. Um, this very podcast may be on a stage, Sam, actually mm-hmm. in the venue. And they might Ooh. do that this 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 time around. <laughs> <laughs> they keep so promising things. They keep it. But uh, no, I think it's going to be bigger and better this uh, time around. So looking forward to that. There are more events, both paid for and free at Pod News, virtual events or events in a place with people. Uh, and if you're organising something, you can tell the world about it. It's free to be listed. Podnews.net slash events. And one more thing, James. If your New Year's resolution is to support independent journalism, you could subscribe to our ad-free podcast in Apple Podcasts. Tell me more. What have you been doing now with this podcast? You keep moving it all over the place. But what have you done this time? (laughs) Well, um, this is the Pod News um, podcast um, channel, uh, which is in uh, Apple Podcasts. Apple.co slash Pod News we've just been given, which is very exciting. Apple.co slash Pod News. And you can find ad-free versions of the Pod News daily and of this very podcast. It's not sponsor-free. It's just ad-free. Buzzsprout. Um, but uh, that is there for you. Uh, it's very cheap, um, and it'll give you both of our regular podcasts ad-free and a warm feeling inside, uh, knowing that 30% of that money goes straight into Tim Cook's back pocket. I mean, 70% of the money helps support <laughs> this newsletter. Um so if you want to uh, do that, it's very cheap at the moment. The price will go up, uh, but apple.co slash podnews. Boostergram. Boostergram. Corner. 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 On the Pod News Weekly Review. Yes, it's Boostergram Corner. It's my favourite time uh, of the uh, show. Uh, and uh, we had a, a number of boosts uh, over the uh, Christmas period. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, what are some of the big boosts that we uh, ended up having, Sam? Dave Jones, the Podsage, sent us 10,000 sats and said uh, to a new year, gents. So, and to you, Dave, and to you. You were on their show, weren't you? I was. I was on the Podcasting 2.0 show, the, the, uh, the one just before New Year. 
which was great fun. I tell you what, if you're in the splits for that, you uh, you really do succeed very nicely. <laughs> if you're in the splits for that, you get you get lots of sats coming in. Um, wow. So uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a good a good thing being a guest on that show. But uh, really, really enjoyed that. Um, so thank you so much, uh, Adam and Dave, for uh, asking us on, and thank you, uh, Adam and to uh, 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 Dave for all of the sats that you send. I mean. Dave Jones sent us 10,000. Adam sent us 33,333. And as I said on the Podcasting 2.0 podcast, I said, um, basically, you just have to annoy Adam and he sends even more sats uh, your way. So, um, yes, he, he said, stop the Kylie hate. I think we were being rude about Kylie Minogue. Um, and he ended up saying, uh, stop the Kylie hate uh, for that. Uh, and Kyrin, uh, who uh, we, there's another Brisbane podcasters meetup soon. He said 7 a.m. in the Facebook group. And I've said, you do mean Oof. 7 p.m., right? You do mean <laughs> 7 p.m. It is at a pub. So 7 a.m. wouldn't, no, wouldn't be correct. Get but your any- trainers on. It's a run on the beach, mate. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but Kyrin likes that sort of thing. He likes exercise. Anyway, he says, loving the chapter art, guys, especially helps to put a face to all the different voices. Have super enjoyed your podcast in 2022 and looking forward to more in 2023. Well, thank you, Buzzsprout, for enabling us to do even more of it. Uh, And thank you, Kyren, for your kind set of sats, 4,321, which is probably a something. Um, so uh, thank you for that if you get value from what we do the Pod News Weekly Review uh, is separate from Pod News Sam and I share everything from this we really appreciate your support so we can continue making this show you can support us with cash podnews.net slash weekly support by the way I should say uh, there are a couple of people who did that too um, I notice uh, when I was doing my accounts Um, so uh, thank you for the two people who did that not sure whether I should mention them by name so I won't Um, you can also subscribe in Apple Podcasts apple.co slash podnews or support us with sats by hitting the boost button in your podcast app if you don't have one podnews.net slash new podcast apps will help you find a new app like Fountain for example now uh, what's been happening for you this week Sam? Well I say this week it's over Christmas because I I tend to stay home because I've got 90 year old in-laws so we don't tend to go out partying too much so I tried to get my head around various multiple protocols last year I was playing with web 3 and NFTs that came to nothing and I'm thinking that this year may be the same because I started to look at NOSTA um, which stands for notes and other stuff transmitted by relays which is meant to be a decentralized twitter in effect or like a mastodon yeah god it's difficult god i didn't enjoy it i put a post up saying i've now done this nostra thing with my astral dot ninja if you want to find me using my nip zero five authentication token and i didn't even understand the sentence i wrote <laughs> how could people find you then god knows no idea um i i, I you can find me on astral but i guess with Olby, I do have my address. So my lightning address, sam at getolby.com, is also my Nosta address. So if you type that in, it will then use my public key right. to then address me to the relay that I'm on or the relays that I'm on. But I have to say it was crickets when I got to most of it. Oh, yes. So it was pretty... Um, Boring, really, if I'm honest. Well, there you go. Yes, and I've just found you. So that's exciting. Uh, yes, uh, talking about Nossa on Pod News this week. Are we really? Uh, there we go. Well, right. Well, I will hit follow. Um, 
Yes, you should be able to follow me, I believe, if you just search for james at getalby.com. I'm hoping um, by the time this podcast goes out that you'll also find me if you search for james at crid.land, which is what I would like it to do. Um, but I need to understand cause. It's always cause, isn't it? Uh, so I need to understand cause uh, for that. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll we'll see uh, quite where that goes. So you've been playing around with that. What else have you been playing around with? So I found a couple of other protocols. One's called Matrix, which is a decentralized conversation store. No idea. Tried to look at it. It's supposed to be... Do you remember the good old days of XMPP where we were supposed to integrate all of these different instant messenger clients together? Well, they claim that yes. Matrix is the new way to do it. So, again, not holding my breath. And then Jack Dorsey, of course, has got his authenticated transfer protocol or the at protocol. Uh, again, not much movement on that, but that was from Blue Sky. So, again, I'm just looking around and seeing what's going on. But I have to say, Mastodon's hard enough and this stuff's even harder. So, if they expect this to go mainstream anytime soon, don't hold your breath. Yes, there is no chance of any of that going mainstream uh, quite yet. Nostra, possibly, uh, but it needs an awful lot of hard work um, putting uh, behind it. Jack Dorsey is on Nostra there, and I, who, who I've been following, um, so it's been interesting to see what um, uh, Jack has been doing. But uh, yeah, there is something there and something potentially that might work with um, cross-app comments, but who knows what's going to happen there. Mm. Uh, how is PodFans, your big secret project, going on? <laughs> it's coming along. You will be one of the first, obviously, on the Alpha. Uh, we will be releasing the Alpha this month, so I'm very excited. been working every day over Christmas on it with uh, my developer team, so that's been nice. Uh, mm -hmm. We've made some great progress, so I'm very excited on that. And also, finally, Samtalks Technology goes live on Monday. I've got Lyle Pratt from Avida, who is basically, um, you've been using Nostra and signing up with Nostra and how you get into it. So um, that's what drove me to try and get my Nostra account set up. So I'll be interviewing him and another guy you may have heard of, a guy called Robert Scoble, who's got access or knowledge of Apple's new AR glasses. So I'll be talking to him about that. Oh, very good. I haven't seen Robert Scoble in many, many years, but I had a, a nice beer with him in a London pub, in a, uh, in a, a rooftop London pub, if you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> no, one or two. Now, James, yeah. what have you been up to? I know you've been on various podcasts, but what else have you been doing? Yes, I have. I've been on various podcasts and things. Podcasting 2.0, you should go and have a listen to that, obviously. Um, Podcasters Live, which I was on this uh, morning, hence why I'm, I'm wearing the, the Pod News uh, polo shirt at the moment. Uh, so that's good. I was also on the um, on Buzzsprout's video, the 2022 year in review. Uh, Adam Curry and Jake Shapiro and other men were on that. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, so yes, so all of that was good. And I've been uh, playing around with um, other things like Nostra uh, as well. And, you know, and just sort of playing around with, um, you, you know, my... Uh, old-fashioned website and goodness knows what but uh, yes it's all been it's all been good i think it's been a good and entertaining um a uh, couple of weeks of just sort of relaxing and doing not very much apart from writing obviously pod news every single day which has been um interesting when there's been no no news <laughs> happening but still um well i would say go and have a listen to the new year's eve or edition of uh, podcasting 2.0 with you because there was a really good discussion on cross-app comments, and uh, I don't think Adam's very happy at the moment about it all, but um, and I'm not sure that it's the right way that it's going, but um, 
let's not let's wait and see what people come up with in 2023 indeed let's wait and see uh, that um and uh, yes it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens but lovely to see prx dipping a foot into the podcast uh, value for value uh, stuff uh, and that's it for this week you can give us feedback using email at weekly at podnews.net or send us a boostergram if your podcast app doesn't support boosts then grab a new app from podnews.net forward slash a new podcast app our music is from studio dragonfly our voiceover is sheila d and we're hosted and sponsored by buzzsprout podcast hosting made easy get updated every day Subscribe to our newsletter at podnews.net. Tell your friends and grow the show. And support us. And support us. The Pod News Weekly Review will return next week. Keep listening.